Beep. So that's how we start our podcasts now. Hello. Hello, everyone. We just go beep. We just make obnoxious noises in your ear. Wah, 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 wah. Watch me whip, whip. Now watch me nay nay. I don't, I don't know. Let's talk about alien invasions and messages from space. And uh, let's talk about refined 90s cinema. We're doing deep impact. We're gonna get deeply impacted. Oh, baby, my favorite. That's where I wanna be. (laughs) I wanna be anally impacted. Uh, Unable to shit for days. I don't know if you want to go there, Brendan, but sure. <laughs> Sick. Cool story, bro. I'm uh, I'm excited. Deep Impact is a movie I like, but I haven't seen since I was like 12. So I don't remember. I, I like this movie a lot. I remember having a huge crush on the main actress girl. Taya Leone. Taya Leone, yeah. Yeah. Cause she cute. She I. I don't know if that'll hold up now. I mean, I just had a, I had a well, big crush on her you when I was a kid. So you don't, you don't have to think about it now. You can watch the movie and think about it then, when you were seven. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. It's this when I was eight. Came it came out, out in nineteen ninety eight. What are you talking 1998. about? Nineteen ninety eight. When you were eight and you wanted to make intercourse with, you wanted to deeply impact a woman. True. But you couldn't. You're just going to keep going it's, with this. It's not you? even four minutes in, and already I have to cut out half of this. <laughs> Why you got to cut out half of the deeply impacting women talk? Come on, man. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Cut it all out. Fuck it. Get ready to press play. <laughs> what? Director's cut? The unrefined 90s cinema <laughs> can be our uncut versions. What are, you, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Earl Grey tea because I went to look for wine and I ran out. And also, I've been working so much that I feel like if I drink wine, I'm going to have a shitty night's sleep and not be able to work properly tomorrow. So That's bad lockdown game. Dude. Everyone knows you, you get toilet paper and you go to the liquor store. I went like three weeks ago and I'm already out of all four bottles of wine that I bought. So clearly I should have bought more wine. Before we start, I have to tell you. I, I'm really proud of myself because I got stuff something awesome for Christmas. So I ordered... Uh, so I... Uh, I she's been complaining about how our fireplace doesn't actually put out heat and it is ugly so (laughs) I ordered a brand new like firebox for it and I'm gonna install it on Christmas Eve night so that in the morning she wakes up to a brand new firebox and a nice toasty living room dude that's a that's very thoughtful of you well yeah and it's good for our house too because it'll pay for itself in the long run you know so it'll be nice we've been talking about it for years so all right I got the movie queued up I'm ready Fucking DreamWorks. DreamWorks and the Paramount. Final Frontier. How is this not the best movie of 1998? Deep Impact. I love this title screen. It's like ghetto CGI title screen. It's the best. It's a gathering. But it, has, it sounds like the Beethoven soundtrack. It kind of does. I feel like they had just like orchestral. a... orchestral... Yeah, like they had like an orchestral mix that they just used for the beginnings of movies <laughs> back in the 90s. Home Alone has a very similar sound to this. Elijah Wood. Do you think it'd be like, do you think you'd get made fun of a lot for having a last name like Wood? No, I feel like it's like a pretty common American name. It's a pretty common thing. 
Wood. Look at that slink. Yo, did you ever have a slinky when you were a kid? Yeah, dude. I used to try and see how far down the stairs I could get it to go because the, I watched yeah, but those, Jim Carrey. Those metal ones, they get tangled up once and then your playtime is over. Yeah, it's true. They also make your hands smell disgusting. Really? The metal slinky. Oh, yeah, because yeah. all the oils from your hands. Oh, my God. This guy chews with his mouth open, Brendan. It's killing me. Oh, my God. He eats like a baboon. Look at that old-ass computer program. Oh, my Lord. Hollywood, he's running a power PC. A Macintosh. I love user interfaces in movies. Like, this to me is just like, oh. It, it looks very, like, early Linux, Windows 9080. Look at that phone. Jolt Cola. Oh, cigarette. Head-on collision with a transport truck. Jeep hits the truck. The floppy disk goes flying, and uh, obviously his Jeep, because it's a Jeep, his it Jeep just explodes. His Jeep explodes into <laughs> cascade boom, boom, of flames. <laughs> like, there's a good excuse to blow up something in a movie. He looks like he belongs in Aladdin with his salmon shirt and his tan vest. He definitely does. Can you imagine? And your job is, is very... A lot more casual than mine. But can you imagine wearing a suit every day? Oh, dude. I can't. Like, my dad wore a suit and, like, an overcoat every day. That's the best. Oh, I guess her dad's banging someone younger than, like, almost her age. Yes. That'd be weird. Imagine having, like, a kid and then, like, being with someone who was basically your kid's age. I don't know. It just seems very strange. I feel like you shouldn't want to date someone who is your child's age. No, exactly. Look at that vehicle. That's a nice house. Oh, my God. This is like Newport Beach. Like, where are they? I just made that up. I don't know. Uh, filming locations. West River, Maryland. Oh, yeah. They're like packing up and like, so this Ellie, we would find out later, is actually not a woman. So she thinks it's like a, it's like a, she thinks it's like an affair that this guy is having. It's interesting to me that all of this is happening in the beginning of the movie. Like we have, it's basically like a movie within a movie. We're hearing about all this affair stuff and we haven't even really heard that much about the comet yet. (laughs) I know you're just a reporter, but you used to be a person. (laughs) Yeah. What a line, eh? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This movie is about a deep impact with the Earth and a deep impact in their feelings, too. It's just an episode of Barney. They just hurt each other's feelings for two hours. I love you. And then Barney sings a song and it all goes away. We're a happy family with a deep impact. (laughs) Oh, he made a deep impact in the back of her car with his car. (laughs) Oh, she just got rammed by some, like, Secret Service dudes. That guy's like and Morpheus. Dude, he looks like old Eddie Murphy. Like Will Smith's grandpa. Yeah, really old. Like with that like perfectly manicured mustache. I know, it's it's so manicured that it's weird. Like it's like perfectly, I don't know, I don't know how men did that back then. What? How is this even a thing that's happening right now? FBI, because she's privy to some top secret information. So they're going to like get her. Or something. They think that she knows more than she... She's gonna meet that president. 
Mick Rogers plays Secret Service Agent 1. When you make a joke and no one laughs, but you think it's hilarious. That was what just happened to her. She was like, ha, I'm funny. What would you be thinking in a moment like this? It's just dudes in black suits. You're in like a prep kitchen of a hotel. Yeah, what a weird place to meet. Ah, Morgan Freeman, his voice. She knows literally nothing. Yep. At this point. All of this shit that's happening in the beginning of the movie is not very relevant as far as what I'm seeing. Her eyes very much match her shirt. Do you notice that? Yeah. I think they put that shirt on her because it matched her eyes. (laughs) It must have. She's putting two and two together. She's like, lots of insure. Sounds like a diabetic. Or she's sitting there thinking, man, he would do really good as a voiceover in a... Of every movie ever. Exactly. From now until 2020. Exactly. He would literally do such an amazing job that it would become its own joke. Maybe we should make a movie about penguins and have him talk the whole time. Maybe we should just chop up things from other movies and then make a movie and then just have him narrate. I can smell you. She was like, first question, but she doesn't even know what the fuck she's going to be asking about. Oh my Drinking God. Drinking dolls, you're thinking. That fucking web browser, though, on this is computer. like Netscape Navigator. Oh, it's awful. Two. Also, I don't know what's with her haircut. It's kind of weird, though. Her haircut? Yeah. What's wrong weird. with her haircut? It's like a weird 90s short haircut. I don't know. It's, just it's like a Hillary Clinton. Yep. Without the bob. It's like a flat bob. It just feels like there should be more hair there. That's all. Well, that's rude. She's searching for E-L-E-L-E. Paleontology. Look how, like, slow the internet. Now, if it's not instant, we're like, Wi-Fi. Throw your computer out the window. (laughs) Extinction level event. She's like, well, we fucked. She's like, damn. That's going to be a it's, deep it's impact. It's one of those things, <laughs> and that's why I love movies like this, because what what would you do in that situation? You find out that the world is going to end. What do you do? Uh, call the people I love. Like, I, I remember thinking, having this conversation 20 years ago, and saying, I'm going to like do all the drugs that... I never did. I'm going to spend you were all my money. When years I'm old, gonna, you were like, I'm going to do I, all no, these drugs. Okay, when I was like 15. <laughs> Eight-year-old Brendan, pothead, do crack you, addict. Do, do, you, do you like ride it out? Do you try and... You ride I something. I don't know what I would do. I That's like an in-the-moment thing. I would probably react. Like, you don't know how you're going to react when you find something like that out, you know? So, Taya Leone is going to meet her father and his new wife, who is younger than she is, and Ria Kilstead. That's awkward. She was also in Home Alone 3 and Dexter. Yeah, she was the, uh... She the bad? Yeah, she was one of the bad guys in Home Alone 3. Who was she in Dexter, though? Oh, she played as the fucking... She played as one of Dexter's girlfriends. I never finished that show. Oh my god, dude, finish it. You have to it. listen to... Dude, if you want a good podcast... So there was a guy. He he was from uh, Central Canada. I think Manitoba. 
Mark Twitchell. He was called the Dexter Killer because he was a serial killer. Last podcast on the left, Mark Twitchell. You will laugh so hard. He's just like the biggest douchebag. I mean, sometimes listening to douchebags talk about stuff does make me laugh, Brendan. I mean, he's in prison for life and did horrible things, but it's hilarious the way that they talk about him. I bet. He, in in addition to being a Canadian serial killer, he also recorded self-produced Star Wars fan fiction. We will put it in the show notes. So she's saying, you need to get back to mom. And he's like, I just got married. And I'm in like a really fancy suit. And I look like the bargain. I look like the Zeller's version of the most interesting man in the universe. He's like, why would I go back to your mom? Look at my he's like, new, there's a young, blue light special, beautiful woman Kmart. that I married. He's like, don't you And also, like, have you me. ever been in a room that nice? No. I haven't, actually. Have have you ever been in a place where you felt, like, underdressed and just like, ooh? I did, actually. When I was at the animation festival one year, there was, like, an after party where everyone was dressed Mm. up, like, to the T. And I didn't wear, like, a whole suit. And I felt super underdressed because I just wore, like, dress pants. But did you know that that was the expectation? No, it was just, like, a formal event. So I wore something formal, but I didn't wear, like, a full suit or anything. And every, literally every other person there was in a full suit. And I was like... Like, oh my god. I mean, I'm sure no one even cared, but... She gets the first question. So the president is holding a press conference about the end of the world. I wonder if any of these people are actually real reporters. Or if they're just... They're probably just Laura Innes, who plays her, her boss slash colleague, more experienced colleague, was born in Pontiac, Michigan, and was introduced to professional theater by her father, who took the family to the Stratford Festival of Canada. Although I do feel like Morgan Freeman would do a way better job as Trump, even as a fake president. This comet's gonna hit the earth, Brendan. Their faces, those were, that was perfect. The pa- faces of the parents of Elijah Wood, perfect. We're all gonna die. New York City. A year from now. So New York City in square miles is about 784 kilometers. So we're talking a distance of like here to Montreal or you to somewhere. So they're going to land on the comet? Is that what the plan is? And like blow it up. That's fucked. They're going to land on the comet. Dude, that's insane. These guys are not. Take me to Mars. I'll live there. Honestly, though, like what would you do if you found out a comet was going to hit the earth and like. I think I would just live out my life. Exactly. That's kind of how I feel. Because I'd still need to get paid it's not like everything would stop no reason i think to they, the they, they try and like life goes on because people like routine and take comfort in that not all people i mean some people don't take take that fondly to routine you know like we did in the pandemic like there were price fee- freezes and wage freezes yeah but i mean the pandemic's still happening and that's not all happening still that's her mother and her father and his new young attractive model wife and her her more experienced colleague is looking on with contempt and jealousy yes this movie has everything we will prevail i'm interested to see when like the disaster stuff is going to start happening like how much of the movie is that yeah it's just it's funny because these older disaster movies they have so much build-up because special effects were so expensive back then you know they him and his girlfriend discovered the comet. Look at that 90s shirt. Leo Bitterman. Mr. Favreau, who also played Monica's love interest on Friends. Oh, yeah, he plays 
Pete Becker or whatever on Friends, eh? For all of you listening, if you don't know this already, I'm a huge Friends fan, so I basically know everything about Friends. It's Robert Duval, everybody. Red Foreman, coming to call us all jackasses. Kurtwood Smith. I never knew his real name. That blimp. Oh, that microphone. So Robert Duval is going with them, but he's the old timer who's like been on many space missions. I love these little conversations that they have in older movies. Like a lot of people would get really bored. His fucking counting kills me. English is his second language. One. Don't make fun. I'm not making fun of him. What are you talking about? You're crazy. I like how none of them are wearing spacesuits. I feel like they should all be wearing spacesuits. Oh, they're going to it, and it's going to take, like... Now we're back in the journalist's lair. She's on the anchor desk, everybody. She got a promotion. I used to think, like, that was the height of money, was when people could put CRT televisions in the wall. Oh my god, the CG on this comet is not. It's not even moving. Oh, it's so bad. It's just like a painting, and they panned over it. To make yep. it look like it was moving. Pretty much. Here they go to blow up the comet, Brendan. Get ready. Also, that spaceship is moving wrong. It super is. Oh, now they're in spacesuits. Finally. I know, right? Not all of them, though. Robert Duval. What the fuck is happening? Are they actually landing on this thing? Yeah, and then they're going to drill and blow it up. She's going to stay with us through all of it, Brendan. She's going to tell us when, when it's okay. When the comet's blown up, this is real life. Robert Duval's Wikipedia says nothing about him, except that he's been married four times. I feel like this wouldn't be what it would be like landing on a comet. Huh, he served in the army. Did he? As a private first class. Elijah Wood's family is watching the live feed of the spaceship of the comet. Like, this is literally humanity's only hope. I feel like they should have had a backup plan. Robert Duval was classmates with Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman, and James Caan. Wow, really? Yeah. It's fun learning about the, the lives, like the background lives of some of these people. In 1955, he roomed with Dustin Hoffman while they were studying together. And then he roomed with Hackman. I don't mind this scene. Like, it's, it's interesting the way that they made it look. I just, I feel like the field that they had to fly through outside of the comet didn't really make much sense. Maybe they're trying to make it appear like the comet has its own ecosystem or atmosphere because it's so big. Taya Leone's reporter character is explaining the astronauts are currently drilling. She was like, moles are exactly what they sound like. And then she was like, they're 500 kiloton detonators that drill 100 meters into the surface waited to be detonated. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like what a mole is. Mole's a little ground creature that pops out and is like, yo, what up, dude? (laughs) Then goes back. Dude, get out of there. You're going to get blown up. It's interesting comparing something like this to like Interstellar. 20 years makes a big difference as far as CG goes and stuff. Okay, so I have a problem with this. They're trying to make it look like it's really low gravity, but then they had him jump on top of it to push it farther into the ground. It didn't make any sense at all. They in trouble. They are in trouble. The sunrise is approaching. Oh no, the sun's rising, Brendan. They're gonna get blown up. Think about how much time they use in the film to do like screenshots of like computer monitors and stuff back in the 90s. Just to avoid using their budget, you know? He's getting burned alive by the sun. You're literally watching a dude being like, he's like being put in a giant toaster with awful CGI. A, a giant awful CGI toaster. It literally CGI looks toaster. like South Park made the CGI. 
And why is the close-up on his butt? Yeah, I don't understand that either. So according to the genius that is Amazon X-Ray Prime, the activity on the surface of the comet raises almost instantaneously at local sunrise. This activity should increase gradually. He got blown off of the comet. They just stopped the news broadcast. Duval's like, shut the fuck up. Sit down, bitch. They left Gus, man. He's not gonna make it. Gustopher. Mr. Gustavo. Oh, John Favreau. He would go on to return as a ghost and date Monica from Friends. Messed up. From you burned sun. up, brah. Burn. Do you want some ice with that burn? I can see why his father divorced her mother. You suck. Everyone on the world, in the world, is like, man, those guys. Heroes, everyone. But also, they suck. That's awesome, though. I bet they actually do that at NASA, too. They make their keyboards Russian. If they're, like, Russian or whatever else. Maybe they should have waited until they were a little farther away to blow that up. Blow shit up. That guy's chin. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit outrageous. They literally just got slammed by a shockwave. They all look so unhappy. Meanwhile, the Duval's like, everybody shut up. He well, didn't I mean- say that. John Favreau will make it back to Earth anyway. He'll just ride the comet here. Like a dragon. It's basically the prequel to How to Train Your Dragon. Scenes like this, too. You don't see scenes like this very often in movies nowadays, either, where like you get to see him just walk in and do that wordless acting for a little bit. It's okay, Morgan Freeman. Broke it up into more pieces, and we actually made it worse. Maybe they should have done it better. Now there's two pieces of comet. Now it's going to destroy even more of the world. Should send two more teams of astronauts up there. They're trying to deflect the comets. They can't bounce off the atmosphere. That's not a thing. He's instituting a lottery. A million people. A million people surviving underground for two years? That's bonkers. Storing the resources to sustain a million people for two years? I'm not really sure what I think of it yet. To be honest, I mean, it's like, it's okay. I I guess it's like a drama about the idea of a comet hitting the earth, like when the dinosaurs were extinct. And that's cool. Like, that's that's a great premise for a movie. I just feel like they're kind of going about it in a weird way. And the way that the comet was staged and them going to land on it and stuff, like the way that they do space nowadays is like, it's spot on, which is weird because sometimes movies nowadays are, are lacking what some of the 90s movies maybe had. But when it comes to space, I find movies nowadays tend to do it a lot better. And the movies in general are better. She's getting ready to broadcast some more, dude. She's like, holy shit, we're fucked. And her boss is like, keep going. Morgan Friesman getting philosophical. So they're looking for people between the ages of 18 and 49. Yeah, I guess like anyone over 49 that is an expert in their field is included. Civil defense. To me, that's martial law, right? Like, the military rolls in, starts telling you what to do. Well, it reminds me of, like, uh, The Mist, the Stephen King novel at the end when the military's all coming in. Have you seen the TV show? Yeah, I didn't like it that much. It was filmed in Halifax. I liked the first little bit, but I just didn't think that it it was as good as, like, the book or the movie. They're gonna try and beat the comic back to Earth. Damn. I don't know why you'd want to. I think they should call the goop. I don't even remember what movie he was in. Was it the Snow White one? I think it was the Snow White one. Dr. Goot. Time to impact. Four weeks, two days. The Goot had his time to impact and then it got stolen by a more attractive miner. He wanted to impact that miner. 
I wouldn't want to be the one reading out all the things that are happening to the world because then people associate you with like the negative. And everyone's objectifying you, playing like, would you do her? What is putting bars on your windows going to do? You're going to secure your house against people breaking it. There's too many storylines going on in this movie, Brendan. <laughs> Dude, Frodo's got the rings. They're going to get married and her family's going to go, what about Elijah's w- Woods family? He's like, he you have to marry me. Going. Or else... You're fucked, buddy. Yeah, it's like forcibly making her marry him. He's like, one ring. I've got two now. What, like, what must it be like to be president? Like, you probably have no free time, ever. Unless your name is Donald Trump and you just golf. But if you're a good president, like, that must be stressful as fuck. I feel like any high-powered job is stressful. Why is, like, what is the point of this scene of her putting on her makeup? Oh, they're getting married. No, like, the kids are getting married, but, like, what the fuck? Why does Jenny's mom need to put on makeup? What's happening? I don't get it. No one cares about Jenny's mom. She's just sad and alone and depressed. Yo, that actually looks really cool. That scene was cool. With the comet flying through the sky. Oh, he's not blind, Brendan. Waiting for his vision to come back. But I think he just, if I remember right, he only sees, like, intensity of light. God, you gotta appreciate older movies for stuff like this, because it just doesn't happen in newer movies nowadays. Like, look at Goodwill Hunting. How much of that movie was just conversations? That's so sweet that he's reading to him, because he can't read himself. It's so touching. Like, I can't say anything, because I gotta listen to it. You gotta watch it. Oh no, she's not in the bus. And now she's realizing she's an idiot. It's because he tried to get her parents on the list, but they didn't put her parents on the list, so they wouldn't take them, so she stayed back, and now they He says he got her parents on the list, but there was some sort of clerical error. It lost him the rest of his life of sex. That's what's funny about it, though. He's not fucked. Oh, her mom killed herself, dude. That's why there was that, that's why that, there was that big scene about her, like, putting her makeup on and stuff, because she put her makeup on so she could overdose and, like, look nice when she was found. Those are all the necklaces and earrings that her mom was wearing when she was getting all dressed up. That's a very vague, but like, that's definitely what happened. Now she's Taylor is sitting in the rain at a bus stop. Father is there. How did he even know she was on this bench? I don't, because he put a GPS in her shoes. Now her father's like, I need you. And she's like, fuck you, dad. You're the worst. I feel like an orphan. I mean, he married a younger woman. It's not like he doesn't love you. It's a little outrageous. He's still your dad, man. He made an effort to have lunch with you and introduce him, introduce you to his new wife. I feel like she's in the wrong here. That'd be like if she married a man that was 20 years older than her and her parents didn't approve of it, you know? I agree. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be weird and awkward, but you sort of have to respect individualism. They're bringing two of every animal. We see Elijah Wood traveling... And there's, like, people, like, partying around the place where the they're going for the military. He's not going. He needs to go get his gal. But he's Leo Bitterman. Oh, his parents are supporting him, though. They're letting him go back for but her. the army is not going to let him out. They don't care. These are all just people to them. Looks like it's just 999,999 people. Jenny's father is in the news area. Jenny's got a gun. She's gonna shoot her dick father in the dick. Pew, pew. Ah, why did you shoot me right in the dick? I was gonna make your sister with that. I was gonna make <laughs> your sister with that. Quote of the day. <laughs> I was gonna make your sister with that. That's it. Just the way that you said it reminded me of one of those auto tunes. It's so good. 
There's too many relationships for me to have to follow in this movie. Every time they cut back to the astronauts in space on the comet, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> they were here. Did they, yeah. are they actually like doing anything? Yep. Goodbye, daughter. Goodbye forever. Sorry, I was such a dick, but not really. He didn't even apologize. He just gave her some like pictures. And they're like, forget your mother. She never on existed. On the beach. Look at these pictures. Your mother wasn't in them. We were on the beach, and now you're a bitch. Coincidence? I think not. So they launched a bunch of missiles into space at the comets. Because that's, and Morgan Freeman is like, I'm so stressed. Do you think he gets to go? Into the caves? Probably. wonder if that's a green screen behind him. Look at the edging on his shirt. It might be one, honestly. It was probably cheaper budget-wise to do that. They just like shot way. a picture of the Oval Office. That close-up had some weird light effect. You can see it around his shirt. He's explaining what's going to happen when the thing hits. It's literally playing in every television in the office. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucking Elijah Wood, bitches. I got the ring. He's got two rings, actually. <laughs> my precious. Turns invisible, runs away. Oh my god, 10 hours to impact. When the Messiah crew are discussing their final action, a sheet of paper rests on top of Tanner's control console in what should be a zero-gravity environment. Oh, I can see it too. It's behind his arm right now, but... Who is in that picture behind her head? It looks like Steve Buscemi. It kind of (laughs) does. Did you know you can go to Houston and see... The original mission control from the Apollo flights. I want to go. That's awesome. That would be such a good experience. Because now, like, it's all flat screens and... What was it? Apollo 13 was the movie in, like, 1995, based on a true story. Chris Hadfield said it was the most true-to-space movie he's ever seen. They're drawing straws. They made the little kid draw a straw. Fuck you, dude. Everything's in ruin because the world fucking went Because everyone's nuts. like, fuck this shit. Elijah Wood's back looking for his wife. Their house has just been like destroyed. Seriously. Maybe if you hadn't fucking dumped the jar everywhere, you'd be able to find the key easier. You're getting the motorcycle, but like, I'm positive no one had a pair of bolt cutters and the only thing worth any money is still in the house. Motorcycle, that's super nice. Just and it also has gas. Like what? She just takes her daughter and runs with her as the mom's like, what the fuck? She let the girl go instead of her. She's not going, Eric. You know what this music reminds me of? The Elijah Wood on the motorcycle music? Um, Dennis the Menace at the end. (laughs) It reminds me of the Dennis the Menace chase music at the end of the movie. Go, Leo, go. Is this going to be like Crash? Like all these people are just, they're going to cross paths randomly? Everyone's just trying to get the hell out of there. She just happens to pass by her car, and she's yelling loud enough. He can't hear her over the motorcycle. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, they're going to make her go. They're like, go with go with them. They're like, take our daughter with you. Give her the good loving <laughs> for many years to come. Make many more <laughs> little babies. We're going to die to a comet. They, everyone's going to die. Boom. Yeah, okay, it's literally over their heads. Baloney he's sandwich. not even looking. He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to keep driving. Everyone's like, we are fucked. We are going to die. Like, run away, idiots. What is running going to do for them at this point, though, Brandon? That's like, come on. Literally, you could hear a pin drop. 
Everyone's just staring. Where is it going to hit? It wouldn't come in at that angle. It wouldn't orbit the Earth at that angle. Fuck you. You don't know. You're not a scientist. It wouldn't orbit the Earth three meters off the ground halfway around the world. That's, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Shushbloosh. What? Oh, they're done. You are going to die. I don't understand. Like, you are dead. Now they're running? Really? Where are you going to go? I just, like, I got this, like, dirt bike. It's pretty sweet. What fresh beer tastes like. Just dive under it like a normal wave. You know, like, you know how you do that if you're swimming in the ocean and a wave comes? It's too big. You just dive under it. Just dive under it. Just, like, swim for a little bit and then you're fine. Yeah, just hold your breath. Put on your life vest. You know that guy at the beginning of the movie, the senator? Yeah. Do you think he survived if he was on his boat? He super didn't survive. He was like, boom, boom. Then the oh my next God, that bigger, the, dude, that huger was the one is coming. One. It's literally coming right at us. That was the fucking small one. Are you serious? That's nuts. I didn't think that was the small one. I thought that was They're the about one. to sacrifice themselves. But also, can we talk about how a comet could knock the Earth like, off of its a tiny spaceship. rotational axis? And it's like all busted up. Yeah, but they're like a tiny spaceship. Yeah, like what are they even going to do? They're going to like tickle it. Yo, they're going to get up on the mountain and they're going to be okay. Survival of the fittest, man. Climb the fucking mountain. They're not even looking at the screen. Brendan, this is fucked. She's looking at the camera. Oh, they have nukes. That's why. There's nukes on the ship. Yeah, but that's why they asked for the, like, detonation codes. They're just gonna blow it up. They're gonna save the world. I would just get in a spacesuit and fucking jump. Just aim for Earth. You'll be fine. This movie's sad, Brendan. Why you pick sad movies? They're literally sacrificing themselves so that the whole of the human race can continue on. It's beautiful, Alex. It is beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm so so sure there was a chasm in the fucking meteor that they could fly inside. She's like, I can't make it anymore. And he's Why like, is her knee and her forehead blood? Learn how to walk. Clearly woman. they crashed the motorcycle and she has a concussion. <laughs> Learn how to walk. Walk much? Yeah, for real though. Like, get smoked by a piece of the meteor. They are both super sweaty. Yeah, they'll be sweatier later. When they make a new baby. Yeah, they're going to have two babies before you know it. I guess Morgan Freeman is still alive. Look at all them dead cats on those microphones. They did it. Let us begin building a new earth. Oh my god. That looks so fake. But it looks kind of cool though. Oh dude, it's fake as fuck though. (laughs) They they, like took cutouts of people and like built a, a scene out of it. That was really weird. 1990s, everybody. CGIOP. Oh. Well, wonder if that she was an experience. Directed all of this. Pay it forward. Peacemaker. Alf. Moneyball. Dude, Moneyball was a great movie. An episode of Two and a Half Men. Just a single episode. That, like, what do you rate this movie? What is it? Um, like, what is your... oh, probably like an eight. Out of 10, I really like this movie. You rate this movie an 8? I like this movie a lot. Dude, it's not a good movie. (laughs) I'll give it like a 5. What is it that says to your heart and soul that it is not a good movie? I feel like it's a bunch of different ideas about different stories for the end of the world jumbled together into a hot mess. That's what this movie feels like to me. 
It drags considerably, says Dwayne Burge of The Hollywood Reporter, and mainstream audiences are likely to find it tedious and undeniably old-fashioned. It like I like the style of the movie. I just think that they should have kept it with like one set. Of, it's like they 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 watched the movie Crash and they were like, "Let's make that but with the end of the world." Did. Any money? I don't know. It it was it was weird. Like the whole thing. It's like they were trying to make fucking a space odyssey mixed with volcano mixed with like fucking whatever other disaster movie. It just felt like I th- I thought some stuff was really good. I thought there were some really good scenes, like when he was reading the book to like the dude that can't see anymore. Like that was really heartfelt, and I really enjoyed that. Then there were scenes like just really dumb stuff, like watching the woman put her makeup on and put jewelry on. No wonder blockbuster audiences didn't go for it. My 10-year-old daughter, who loves disaster movies, said when it ended, the movie was just so sad. I reckon they were aiming for showing us the real human impact of such a disaster, but ended up just being miserable. Never-ending music. Heroic scenes with dramatic music. Sad events happen while hearing heroic music. The movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It's a drama, but the writing is poor. It's not an action movie, but clearly a lot of money went to the now-outdated special effects. You could say it's a chick flick, but there's a million better ones out there in the genre. It's a disaster movie, as in, the movie is a disaster, says Dirk P. (laughs) That's a good review. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's a weird, it's a weird thing because I'm, I was into the movie. There were a lot of moments where I was like really paying attention and I bet like there's going to be a lot of silence in this recording when you actually like go through it because I was actually watching the movie, but it was just like, most of it was me trying to figure out what the fuck was going on or why people were like, why this scene was important, you know? Also, I figured out what, what the other movie is that I saw Taylor in. That I was thinking of. It's uh, Evolution. It's a great movie, by the way. But it's 2001. <laughs> this film was absolutely traumatizing and awful. The story and the plot had so many flaws. There may as well have not been a story. The movie was hard to follow and it was hard to understand which characters were who. I was expecting a happy ending as that is what the movie was implying. Instead, I got an awful ending that made zero sense. Would not recommend to even anyone. Terrible film. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I mean, though. Some of the writing for the different scenes was really good. It just felt like some of the scenes didn't even belong in it, you know? It's weird, though. It's not often we have such a difference of opinion in movies, but you're also very nostalgic about this. I don't think I watched this as a child. I just like it. I don't know why. (laughs) This review. Why do they put a huge wave image to promote this movie when nothing happens till the very end? (laughs) Literally, though. (laughs) I love how this person... Said it was a waste of time, but they spelt waste completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when it's a review saying a movie's bad, but the person has no grammar whatsoever. Like they're just It just not makes them look sensible. bad. Good and very good and very nice and very awesome. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Augusto Jadamodi gave this thing a review. Reviewed it one out of five stars. It said good and very good and very nice and very awesome. That was it. Some of these are pretty funny, actually. This guy's pretty right. Pretty right. Seen better, seen worse. Seen worser. Pretty good. <laughs> Not enough boob. <laughs> the IMDb reviews are on point, Brendan. Not enough boob. That what a review. 
That was fun. I enjoyed watching it. I just, I think that, I think that I would rather watch The Day After Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's a newer movie, too. I don't remember when The Day After Tomorrow came out, but that movie's fantastic. 2004. There's also that one movie about the submarine. 2012. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie, actually. Did we see that together? I don't think so, but it was a good movie. Wow, it's been so long since I actually saw that There's also Independence Day and Armageddon. It's funny when you think about a movie like 2012, and I think it came out in two years ago, but actually it came out almost 10 years ago. (laughs) Now, whenever that happens to me nowadays, I'm like, oh, Jesus, really? Because it happens a lot. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I uh, I don't know if it's our most eventful episode ever, but I had fun. (laughs) um, This has been another episode of Refined. 90s. Cinema. With Brendan. And Alex. Episode 21. Yo. Daddy issues issues and... And underaged marriage. This movie sucks me in every time, even if it's not a great movie. It's Refined 90s Cinema. Refined90cinema.com